Hawks Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Say it with your chest! It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Time to talk that talk. Me, Michael Bumpus, my guy, Paul Moyer. Going to throw some topics out there. We're just going to say with our chest. We're going to tell you how we feel about it. Now, Paul Moyer. Yes, sir. My first question to you is. Bring it on. Is this really the worst defense in NFL history? Talk about the Seahawks. Well, I guess statistically we are at this moment. Yep. But I I talked earlier on on the show. I was with the worst Offense in the history of the NFL, the most inept offense in NFL history. We were two and fourteen. They deserve to be called the worst offense in the history of the NFL. We're six and two. Yeah, we're not game planning statistics. And I, Kansas City's offensive coordinator, I brought that up a week ago. He talked about it too because. We don't care about that. We're trying to win football games. And if we got to win a game this way, we'll do it. And defensively, if we've got to bend at times and give up some yards, we'll do that. On paper, no way is this the worst defense in the NFL history. No way. What do you mean on paper? You mean this personnel-wise? Uh, I, I mean, we got players. Yeah. We're, we're banged up. We haven't been together. This offseason has been very different. There's clearly a reason why offenses are so far ahead mm-hmm. of defenses. Partly is they're not, there's no holding penalties anymore. So they're able to throw all day long. They're running these deep routes. Yep. And so if I don't have the manpower like Miami and even the Rams at corner where I can say, let's lock it up, let's play some man-to-man, get after these guys. If I'm going to have to play some zone, and if I don't really understand zone concepts and how to pass things off and play triangle defenses within the zone, man, you're going to have breakdowns. And that's just what's happened to the Seahawks. Second half of last week, we played pretty well. I'm going to take that as the positive. No, we are not the worst. We're not going to finish the worst. Statistically, though, we've got some we got some room to move. We've got some explaining to do. We we do. Hey, but, you know, it wasn't all on the defense. No? You Offense know, turns the ball over four times. 16 points off of turnovers. Yeah. Some of them were head scratchers. Some of them I get Russell pushing the envelope on fourth down, third down. But I, the reason I don't love the fourth down one is – We're on the three or four yard line. If it's an incomplete pass, I I got him backed up. And now we're bringing all the way to the 20. So, last week, Russell, four turnovers. And he's had a few now in the last few games, right? In the last three games, I've been turnover happy. Is that an outlier? You know, or this sign to come? What, What are we seeing? All right, well, let me let me get back to is this the worst defense? Oh, I, I didn't let you comment you, on you it? You let me comment. It's fine, though. It's fine. Nah, but, it's moving on. So, is this the worst defense in the NFL? I'm, gonna, I'm going to give the Seahawks. I'm going to throw them a bone, okay? One, they're not giving up the most points in the league anymore. They're giving up 30.4. The Jags are giving up 30.9, okay? <laughs> Second, Woo! they're fourth in rushing defense, 77 yards per game. Maybe a result of them... Giving up a lot of yards in the pass game. Giving up a lot. Okay, now the Hawks have given up the most pass yards per game. Now, teams are passing the ball 33 times per game. That's the most since 2016, like the second most in the last 10 years. Okay, teams are completing 65% of their passes. That's the most in the NFL ever. 
Teams are averaging 245 yards per game. That's the most NFL history. So pretty much they are bad at what everyone is really good at. But they are good at what, in the on the other side of the spectrum, the run game. So I'm just trying to throw them a bone and say, look, no, they are not the worst defense in NFL history. They are really bad at what everyone else is good at at this moment. But there is time for them to get better. Look, we've played Atlanta, Dallas, Miami, Minnesota, Arizona, Buffalo. Those teams are all, you know, top 15 teams. You're certainly throwing the football. Had New England. He, he had a, a really good game uh, as well. I, again, I don't believe they are the worst. I don't think I, they are. And I don't think they're going to because we still have a – here's the beauty. We get to play the 49ers again. Mm-hmm. We got Philadelphia. They can't throw it. We got the Giants. We know they can't throw Danny We got Dimes. the Jets. Cannot throw it. Joe throw Flacco. It. Washington, who are they playing at quarterback? They can play a guy who almost lost his leg a couple I, years I ago. I think he's actually done. Great story. You know, but I'm like, no. They, they, we're playing four teams that don't have a quarterback. No, Bump, he's going to start. He's going to start? start. Yeah, Kyle Allen got hurt. He is going to start on yeah. Sunday. All righty. Haskins is still – he. this is how far he's dropped. He can't even get on the – as a second-team quarterback. Okay. He, he might this week. But here, here's why I'm, I'm going to throw a stat out that's really interesting. The Seahawks are giving up 362 yards a game throwing the football. The worst in NFL history was 299. We that, got a ways to go. Hey, Paul Moyer. Yeah. Is that bad? It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. But, look, I truly believe best is yet to come. Okay. We're going to be a good defense by the end of this year. Just got to simplify it, get healthy, and say, guys, go make plays. Okay. And we're going to simplify it. And that's what we've always done. So, yeah. back to mine. Back to yours. Russell, man, did not help us out last week. Even though we had, like, we still score over 30. We still had a, a productive day. Yep. Four turnovers. 16 points that they got off those turnovers. And field position things. You know, when we're in the hunt type of stuff. Outlier? Out. Is this, is this what's got? Because this just now, you go to Arizona and last week, and I think we're going to see it this week too. It's going to be three out of four weeks. We're going to get the zone blitz package. They're going to try and bring pressure on us, and it's sometimes going to be hit or miss. Are we now patient enough to take the dump down, to take the five-yard play, get some quick screens, go back to what we did, I think, early in the season. All of a sudden, we got a taste of that yeah. big play. I love yeah. the big play, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I love the big play as well, but when you're getting blitzed, the big play is no longer there. You no longer can roll to your right and look for that backside post every single time or that that post comeback, what DK did against the Niners, which looks so beautiful. At this moment in time, you know you're going to get pressure. So you have to take the dumb downs. You have to get it to Travis Homer DJ. You got to give it to David Moore, lock it. You have to run short game. You have to do the things that the Rams do, that the Niners do, and that the Arizona Cardinals do. They get the ball to their playmaker and say, look, you go get all of that yet. Get all of that yak. So I think that after this week, and now if the Hawks come out and Wilson comes out and does the same thing against a bunch of pressure, then it's an outlier. He's not learning. But but Russell's a smart guy. He's sharp. He's sharp. He's going to learn. They're going to fix this. He's going to take the check downs and the dumps. All right, let me finish this question off, though. 38 points, 35 points, 38 points, 31, 27, 34, 37, 34. Yeah. 
pretty good offense, right? Not too shabby. Not bad. But my concern is the turnovers. It's the sack. It's the guys coming free. Russell Wilson, look, Justin Britt last year handled most of the protection. He's had some pretty good veteran smart centers in the past. He now has got to call protection. He's got to know the snap count. He's got to put the guy in motion. He's got to have the audible ready. He's got to know when the play clock's going. He realized there's seven guys up in the box. Are they all coming, or are these only two guys coming, and they're dropping these other three? Are they bringing all seven at words aside adjust? Now the clock's running down to four or three. Is there a point where he goes, I forgot where my protection is? Because it looked like twice maybe in this game he forgot. Yeah. And he should have got rid of it and, or thrown it away. Is it, It's too much on his No, plate. it's not too much. You got to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Omaha. Mm. Omaha. 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 You got to be Peyton Manning. You yeah. got to be Tom Brady. You got to be Drew Brees. You this be, isn't just being an average guy. No. If you, if you want to be the Russell Wilson that we all think he is, a Hall of Fame quarterback, right. he's got to handle all that. You are playing the hardest position in all sports in my position it's when it comes to that mental. You are in control of a lot of stuff. He has to be able to handle that, and I think he is. I think he's going to learn from this. Everyone has to show. Tom Brady just played probably one of the worst games of his life. Fair. As a six-time Super Bowl champion. Man crush. Yes, your man crush. My man, yours is cup. We'll, we'll be at minus cup. By the way, if it was Goff, I'd say it's too much for him. I'd take that protection off of him. He doesn't know where the sun rises and sets. <laughs> and Kyrie Irving thinks the world is flat. There we go. All right. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll go inside the film room and revisit the biggest plays from the Seahawks loss to the Bills. That's around the corner right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Hawks Live, Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer. Some Hall and Oates, buddy. Hey, this got me in a little groove right here. I know the song. I don't know who it is, though. All right. All right, but hey, we're here every Thursday, Paul. Can you sing? I can sing. No, but can you? I mean, are you a shower singer? Like, I'm good in the shower? Hey, I'm a, I'm a shower if singer If I asked your wife, can he oh, she's serenade gonna, She's going to say no. She's going to say no. But you know what I will do? What? Spit bars. No bars are those when, when rappers rap and they call them, they call them bars. So <laughs> why, why do you do that to me? You look you, at me. You did it. Your look in your eyes told me you didn't know what that was, Paul. I'm a bar. I, I play the piano, man. I do bars. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. We're going inside the film room, and this first play we're going to look at is Jamal Adams sex Josh Allen on a key third and six from his own 27-yard line. Takes a high snap. Gets chased. He's going to go down again. It's Adams who got there. Jamal Adams on the blitz. Gets to Josh Allen. The Seahawks defense comes alive in this drive and pushes the Buffalo Bills back on a couple of straight plays and forced punt. Now, this play right here, Paul, is just, I am bigger. Not even bigger. I'm just better than you. <laughs> now, there's, better. you know, there was, when I was in high school, my coach, Coach Miles, our defensive coordinator, used to say, all you guys want to do is bench press. Bench press doesn't show up on the football field. I'll tell you one thing, Paul Moyer. Bench press showed up right here when Jamal Adams pretty much bench pressed the guy on the edge, got to Josh Allen. This is what he's here to do. People are asking him to drop into coverage and to get interceptions. That's not what he does. Who's the next best safety in the league? Buda Baker. That's not what he does either. He has one interception, maybe I think two in his career, both this this year. year. So they're asking him to do what he's great at. He's firing off the edge, getting to a grown man's chest, pushing him back, getting after the quarterback. These are the type of plays I'm here for for Jamal Adams. Seven guys in the box. They got Bobby Wagner up on the center. Um, To me, what makes this play work more than anything is – 
we're tight on coverage. We're jamming guys, you know, at least up top. And so you got Allen here who's got to come off the receivers, nowhere to throw to. And you're right. This is why they drafted – or not drafted. This is why they traded for Jamal Adams, gave up two first-round draft picks. I mean, he just flat-out beats a tight end. I mean, he bull rushes yeah. a tight end. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's men amongst boys. But coverage first – allowed him to do what he does best, and that's sack quarterbacks. And that really is one of the best things he does. Yeah, Jamal, this is what he's here to do. I love it. Okay, next play. Josh Allen finds John Brown for 33 yards on third and 16. Blitz is coming, and I mean all out. Quick throw near side, ball is caught. It's Smoke Brown. He's down inside the 15, the 10, the 5, down to the three-yard line. The Seahawks blitzed everybody. Quick throw to Brown, who ran right through the middle of the Seahawks' defense, and it's going to be first and goal Buffalo inside the five. This was the drive. Here's what's disappointing about this. I don't know. Can I let the people know just your face when you saw this play? (laughs) Like, Paul was – I feel your pain right now. I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead. It's it's 27 to 20. We – three plays earlier, we had sacked their quarterback to get off the field, and they called – I guess it was a good call. They called the – in the legal bump downfield on uh, Jamal Adams on this one. The reason why my face is they run a quick screen. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a one man route. We got two defensive backs out there. I got, I'm not sure why he's playing quite this deep. I get it because it's third and 16 and he's hurt. And this is a Dunbar in this case. And they, great, great call by them. I mean, this is just a great call. It's just a quick screen. And it's just that it's a quick screen. What quick screens mean is I throw it out very quick out to the wide receiver. And then I release every one of my linemen. They have four offensive linemen running downfield. The reason why I'm disappointed, if you could see what I, I see on here, is I've got four guys who really don't react very well. And that's a couple defensive linemen, a linebacker, a safety who is blitzing. And then it's just their pursuit angle. I mean, they literally are following each other, running running into each other's backs. I mean, it's just fundamentally, it's as soon as I see that, it's down the line, fan out. Yep. Fan out, again, means... Just that. I fan, I'm fanning towards the goal line, and so I'm staggered. I have one guy in the line of scrimmage. I have another guy three or four yards who's closer to the end zone. I have another guy three or four yards closer. I just start fanning out to have proper pursuit angles. Yep. Whether they're tired, they might be. I get it. But fundamentally, I just I really struggle with this. I'm actually going to give more credit to their offense. This was such a brilliant call because we had been blitzing and coming after them, coming after them. And they finally said, all right, well, how do you beat that? Well, you do things like this. You do quick screens. You let everybody rush upfield. And now I've got all my offensive linemen, you know, going after two guys. So they literally have six, five guys blocking two of our guys. The guy who makes this play and why I'm most disappointed and also positive is our backside corner, Trey Flowers. Yeah, Our backside corner, Trey Flowers makes this play the thing that disappoints me the most on this play is third and 15 these plays are coming on third and 15 the screens the draws they're already in field goal position you hand it off you're just trying to get five to six yards to set your kicker up and you decide to blitz the house and Pete Carroll owned this he said look man that was my call I took the heat off of Ken Norton that's my call I decided to do that I rolled the dice if this happens, if they do the, if they blitz all out like this and they sack the quarterback, now he's a genius. Right? Every now and then, you walk, you walk by the roulette table and you go, you know what, 100, 100 on black. 
and it, and it goes red. No. Every now and then you go no. 100 on black, and then it goes black. It's, no. It's Sometimes it goes green. <laughs> so it's not quite 50-50. Okay, That's why what? you always throw that $10 so what on green what's, just what's, in case. All right, what's the percentage then? Give me that. What uh, is it? 36 to 1 or something okay. like that. I don't really know, but something about that. Um you know, it's just one of the. It's a really good offensive call, and there's there's when you're really playing well and you're just focused, you're in the moment, you're talking, you go, hey guys, by the way, third and sixteen. I always said, watch the screen. Now it's different screen than we used to see back then. It was running back faking like he's going to block. He slides out or into the middle, trying to find a spot, you know, and then get some offensive line and leading the way. Now they do it with wide receivers. But I'm just alerting people. Hey, don't forget, we're blitzing. It's third and 16. If it's too good to be true, it is. Mm-hmm. Dave Wyman always calls them pass-rushing geniuses. Yep. Oh, my God, I'm free, and no one's blocking you. And it's just more of an awareness of, hey, if I see that, remember, it's immediate down the line, fan quickly. Maybe they don't make this play. It's a really tough play to stop. I get it. Yep. So It is tough. All right, next play. Russell Wilson connects with David Moore for a 55-yard touchdown. Russ steps up, almost steps right into the blitz. Now he's going to roll back right side. He's going to look, and he's going to let it fly as deep as he can. He's got a man. Touchdown, Seahawks. David Moore had gotten way behind the defense, and Russ just rears up and throws it deep. Trailing now 41-26. The Seahawks never out of it until there's all zeros. One I want to point out, David Moore, all he does is, is big plays. Big play, David Moore. That's what he does. Two, <laughs> that it's a clear bust by the corner for the Buffalo Bills. He takes the bait. He jumps on what it looks like is a seam. A great catch by David Moore, but I want to look look at Russell Wilson in the end zone mm. view, Paul. Damn. The way he maneuvers his pocket, mm-hmm. feels pressure, steps to the left, puts his foot in the ground, steps back. I mean... This is these are the kind of plays that makes Russell Wilson special. He can improvise, and also the, I think these are the type of plays that will get him in trouble because it's like, look, I'm a I'm a magician back here. I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to hold on to the ball a little bit longer than I should. But late in the game, a play needed to be made. Russell Wilson finds a way to maneuver outside that pocket. Demo just runs up that sideline. The corner who has the thirds or that. Deep zone of the field, bites on the seam. He's wide open. Russell Wilson does what he does. Yeah, it's a great finish. And I, I wish, and actually I encourage everybody to go on and, and try and find this play because as often as Buffalo blitzed and did zone blitzes, and they had a few times where they got free, and some of them they we just held on the ball too long, got sacks. This is a really tough blitz to pick up and we pick it up beautiful yeah. i mean mm-hmm. it is it, i god i mean we picked this up so good i mean damian lewis who ends up coming backside to try and help out fantastic there's guys running free all over the place and so if we had this a bunch you would say god buffalo coaches are the dumbest coaches i've ever seen <laughs> right but every once in a while they work and that's what happens in these games they're called calculated risks you try something to me this is way too cute they're trying to a really cute. They send four guys, but it's it's a disaster what they're trying to do, dropping guys and pick up receivers. There's guys open everywhere, and they bust. And that's what happens at times with the Seahawks, too. You can take calculated risks. You can't ever give up these type of big plays. But when you do this kind of stuff all the time, 
You're going to give up some big plays. Buffalo, this is one of them, right? Um, they had only given up one 40-yard play all season. They gave up three to us. They gave two 40-yarders, a 50-yarder. They get over three, over 40-plus oh, yards. I thought we agreed that I was going to be the only one to spit that stat. You were, but that was last week. <laughs> uh, but now they've given up four. Yep. And and so my my point is, Look, it's coaching. Sometimes you you make a calculated risk. You hope you play it well. You hope they don't pick it up properly. And but you know what? Sometimes it happens. And here's a, a good example: Buffalo had been dominating all game. They gave up three big plays to us yep. in the second half. Yep, beautiful play by Russell Wilson. Well, coming up next is home field advantage officially gone. Will the Jets be the next zero sixteen team? Paul Moore and I take you around the NFL. Coming up next on Hawks Live. Hawks Live. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. <laughs> Michael Bumpus, Paul Moore, here on Hawks Live every Thursday at 7 you know o'clock. What do you got? Roxanne! That's all I know, Roxanne. Police. Police, hey. baby. I'm in my zone right now. This is before he took off on his own, but yeah, please. Yeah. You must have, you put this list together, didn't you? No, I didn't do this one. This song stings. Oh, it stings. <laughs> I thought you said no, it stings. stings. That was a joke. <laughs> That's later. He becomes Sting. There you go. Thank you. I got it. I'm following you. There we go. All right. Hey, bring it back once again. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, Hawks Live on 17 ESPN. Look, I get the most tweets on the bumps. You get, hey, you're the guy, man. I just want to be like you when I grow up, Paul. (laughs) All right, here we go. We're going around the NFL. Paul, road teams are 67, 65, and 1 in 2020. Is that because there are no fans in the stands? Every, it's just it's a neutral game. It's like a national championship in Oklahoma, and Florida is playing USC. It's a national championship game. Um, look, it's a neutral game, right? I can't even hear myself right now. It's a little loud. But um, it's a neutral game. I actually thought coming into the season this was going to be a season where the best team has the best record Maybe not win the Super Bowl, but the team that's the best record is going to be the best team because there's not going to be a home field advantage to, to go seven and one or eight and zero. Oh. Yeah. You got to go win on the road. Right now we're undefeated at home, which is kind of weird, and we're we've lost two games on the road to Arizona and Buffalo. But this is the first time ever that the road team, halfway through the season, has a better record than the home team. That's unbelievable. It's never been that close. So, so there's two things to this. All right. One is no excuses anymore about travel. No, you still got to factor in travel. But does, it, still on does a it really matter? You're there because the road team travel. has a better record. Yeah, but still, but you, travel t- still affects you a bit, though. A little, maybe back east, like last week, playing a morning game. But yeah, I'll give it a point, maybe two. Our old buddy Dory Monson would probably say, no, it's 3.3. 3.5. Yeah, he would have it down to the science on that. But, look, this is a neutral field. The best team wins now. This is why I'm not worried about the Seahawks' record. It's just get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you travel on the get road. Get into the playoffs and be as healthy as possible. That is more important. A year ago, two years, any, any year but this year, home field advantage is more important than being healthy. Right? I mean, it, it, it motivates. I mean, you have home field advantage here at CenturyLink. You're going to the Super Bowl. It's guaranteed. Yeah. But now, no, I'll take health over a home or a road game. 
Yeah, I, I look at this and I think that I think of the NBA bubble. You see all these great performances we saw in the NBA bubble. The world got introduced to Jamal Murray. Yeah. Mitchell from Utah. He's good. Yeah, he, he's a baller. Yeah. Porter from Denver, who, yeah. who went to Nathan yeah, Hale up here. He, he broke out of his show. He was averaging like 10 points, and now in the boat he's averaging 20. It allows guys who don't really perform at a high level to perform at a high level because they don't have to deal with all that chatter that goes on in the crowd. You can just focus on playing ball. It's quiet around. So I'm going to the NBA championship, by the way? Hey, the Lakers, baby, the greatest the organization in all of basketball. But they should good call on the basketball. The Lakers. That they are. All right, here we go. Question number two, thoughts on Lamar Murray, comments about other teams knowing their plays. Now, I've walked up, I've been a player, and I've walked up to the line, and I've been a quarterback. That was varsity, you know, Culver City High School. And they're calling out our plays. And if you're better, you just run them and you beat them. Is that a real thing, Paul Warren? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some color to this. Okay. So Lamar Jackson, B- Baltimore quarterback, and Greg Roman, their offensive coordinator, he used to be for the 49ers, who, by the way, is despised up here because of one thing he did on Christmas Eve when they beat us, I'm going to say six years ago, seven years 2011, ago. 2011, right before it got going. Thank you, 2011. And he ran after they beat us in the last second. He said, Merry Blanking Christmas. Uh-huh. And Danny O'Neill, our very own Danny who was the beat, or, uh, the pool reporter, uh, chased after him, held the elevator doors open before he get down. He said, who said that? And he cowered. There's more to this story. <laughs> we'll do it at another time. Wow. But anyway, so Lamar Jackson says, they're calling out our plays. And Greg Roman answered like, well, you know, it's kind of the norm. I mean... It's a chess match. They, they know what we're doing. We know what they're doing. It's, we, we know our statistics. First of all, that is frustrating because you're up at the line of scrimmage. They're calling you out, particularly if they're stopping you. Yeah. And you as a quarterback, you might say lead left and keep a bootleg just to prove a point, which rarely works out. Um, my point is on this, There's we're watching film all day as coaches, and we're feeding all that information to the players. The one thing I know is if I know exactly what you're going to do every time you line up in a formation, I'm not letting you know I know. Yeah. I'm just going to stop it. And in this case, they're calling out plays. Oh, they're going to run a travel. Watch out for the bootleg. And he's probably was frustrated they were stopping him. But, it, but if, he's, to if it. he's saying it, then they must be calling out the right play. Yeah, guess he's what? He's going to say it. Guess what? Hey, hey, they're in a watch, watch the pass. Hey, watch the run. And I covered that. Got them both. <laughs> but now if he is, they're all saying, hey, Watch the bootleg or the draw. It may be in a situation that 80% of the time in this formation, in this part, that that's the case. It's usually rarely 100% because everybody self-scouts each other. And Greg Roman, I thought he was the answer was right. Because to chess mats, they do that. I thought Lamar probably overreacted. More importantly, to me, he called out his offensive coordinator in front of the public. We're too simple. Everybody knows what we're doing. It's your fault. Not mine. I have problems with that. Yeah, I have problems with him calling out um, his offensive coordinator. It's family business. If you have issues, you talk to him behind scenes in the locker room, in the meeting room. You don't go out to ESPN and everyone else. We can blow this thing up and talk about it on Hawks Live. Why do you think they do that? Is that new? It's a generation. Is that a millennial thing? I think it is. Is that money? Is that power? No, I, I think it's. I think it's. It's a millennial thing. I but would they, you? Have they done just don't that? want to take the blame. No, but we, so. You're in high school or college. Let's say you're the quarterback at Washington State, which you probably could have been. 
Um, Thank you. Would you would you have called that a coach? No, never. I mean, is that a never? If I'm if I'm, if I'm calling out a coach, it's at my house with three or four of my guys, and we all play ball, right. and we're like, "What the heck was Coach thinking?" And I'm, I'm afraid. I'm not exactly. Who's going to leak this information? I'm not doing it to the public. Lamar's wrong for that. All right. All right. Next one. Should the Seahawks still be the favorite in the MC West despite their struggling defense? Paul Moore, this is the worst defense in NFL history, apparently. Should they still be the favorites? Yes, they should be. And the reason, number one reason why is we have the number one quarterback in the NFL. I still believe that. And by far in the NFC West. Goff, no. Murray, not quite ready, but he's getting there. And Garoppolo, whoever, Murray, I don't even know who, Mullins, whoever they got as their quarterback, not even a chance. But here's here's what, I think they can lose this week. Yeah. I think we can go 6-3, and three, lose three of our last four games, and I think we run the table. I, I think we finish at worst 12-4 and four this year. We've got the Jets, Philadelphia, the Giants, and Washington, four games in a row, then San Francisco. That's five games. Right now we got six wins. That's 11. So if we happen to win in Arizona next week on Thursday, which I think we will, and then we win again at the end of the year against the Rams up here, which I think we will, that's 12, or, you know, we're talking 12, 13 wins. I think we could lose this week. I don't think we're quite healthy enough. I think it's a tough matchup for us. Wouldn't be surprised if we win. But, yes, we should be the favorites, best quarterback and most likely to get most healthy back. This is why I could understand if people didn't think they were the favorites. They've lost to Arizona. Shouldn't have. Every, yeah, okay. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shouldn't have. Okay. Arizona, everyone says the Hawks have the be- has the best defense in the NFL. They have the best scoring defense in the NFL. Overall, Arizona has the best defense. No, wait, wait. Offense. Offense. Stats. offense. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Offense. They have the best scoring offense. Overall, Arizona has the best scoring offense. You look at the Rams. The Rams have the second-best defense in the NFL. That's why if they lose this huh. game, that changes things. If they win this game, then I feel better about them. I'm like, okay, I still think they're the best team. But you know, the naysayers are going to look at these little specifics and say, all right, well, they have to improve there. They have to improve there. But you make a good point. After these next two games, they should run the table and get it all done. you got five games in a row where you should win. I, you talk about feeling good about yourself, and health is going to matter. No, no question about that. I tough game coming up, tough matchup. It's just a tough matchup. I just feel like we're our confidence is lost, and, and more. I just don't think we're going to be healthy enough to to maybe pull this one off. Again, that's just gut more than anything. But I think we finish at worst twelve and four. More than likely, after this game, I think we run the table. Okay, if they lose this game, you still think they're the... I think we run the table. Okay. Maybe one loss. All right. And it's just matchups. And then we get our confidence back. We get healthy. I think our defense finishes 29th. 29th. You know what? If they finish 29th, the last teams to win Super Bowl and their defense weren't great. 2011, the Giants' defense ranked 25th in 2011. They won a Super Bowl. 9 New Orleans defense ranked 20th. They won the Super Bowl. Getting to the 20s, and they got a chance as well. So saying. here's what I'd love to see is com- combination. So my combination of if the Seahawks are 29th and we're number one, def- that's a combined 30, right? Offense, defense. <laughs> I want to know the combined. <laughs> that's a new stat. 30 or below that's combined. That's a new stat. Okay. All right? I got you. Well, go find that for me. All right. Well, this is we Hawks Live. Time. 
Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer. Next, we'll wrap this thing up and give you our final thoughts here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on 710 ESPN Seattle. Michael Bumpus, Paul Moyer, Hawks Live, every Thursday at 7 o'clock right here on 710 ESPN Seattle. Paul, this song was made in the 70s and is now a top 40 song because of TikTok. What? You know what TikTok is, Paul? I do know. Did you even know who this is? Mac Elderwood, something like what? that. What? Is that it? What is it called? Fleetwood Mac? Fleetwood Mac. Hey, Come on, man. I was close. I was close. Man. <laughs> I, I used to play this song in college driving back home from Arizona State to Orange County. That was my, and then when I got to the NFL and I would drive after the season down, it was Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Hey, what 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 type of car did you have driving home? From from A State. My, my mom and dad. I had a Pinto, Pinto in high school, but go. when I left, my there were some things on Pintos blowing up or something from behind with the gas tank. So my mom let me drive their Mach One Mustang to college. And I said, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> so I kept that, and then I got in the NFL my first car. I think I had like a Jeep Cherokee, or actually I had a actually I had a Datsun 280ZX. Okay. With the T-top. T-top. To pull the T-top off, white with maroon interior, and it was the first car that had a digital um, miles per hour. So it oh. said you were going 85, but then it stopped. <laughs> It wouldn't let you know if you were going 105. This would be important because when I was coming back from Cheney in 1984, Kurt Warner and I were racing each other, and I was going, I found out, 105. How'd you find out? Because the cop pulled me over, <laughs> and he said, you were going 105. And I said, well, my thing said 85. He goes, no. 80. So he pulled Kurt over first. And then I slowed down, saw it, and he pulled it, and he jumped out of the car, and he looked at me, and he pointed, and he goes, pull over. So he got us both, and God bless him, he gave us a ticket for like 15 miles an hour over, because otherwise we'd be reckless driving. He said, don't you think your living's dangerous enough? <laughs> and he said, uh, I'm not taking you guys to jail. That's You're being cool. a good teammate there, Paul, because I would have kept going. <laughs> hey. You know what? I thought about it. Should have kept going. He was my roommate, my best buddy, so. You know what? They, they didn't have cell phones back then. Paul's like, you know what? I no, got to pull over. Not for a few more I, years. I got to pull over. I did. All right. Let's talk about these Rams. Now, Paul, when I look at these Rams, Oof. offensively, yeah. they're, getting, they're going to get in tight formations. Yep. Because it's easier for them to set the edge. They like the jet sweeps. They have a good running back in Daryl Henderson, 457 yards, two touchdowns this year. Um, they have Malcolm Brown also in the backfield. Cooper Cup, who I feel like is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Great route runner. A lot of 12 personnel. They're going to pack it in. Um, they're going to spread it out at the same time. Uh, they only allow eight first downs versus Miami. Eight first downs versus Miami. Wow. Now, the, the Hawks have a better quarterback than the guy they have over there. They got a rookie. He had his, his lumps and bruises. And then I look on the defensive side, I see Aaron Donald, who is a man amongst boys. I mean, he might be the most dangerous player in the NFL right now on defense. The things that he does, Paul, unconventional. I saw him rush the offensive guard, jump up in the air, and slap his hands down. You never leave your feet in this game, Paul. You never leave your feet. He jumps up, slaps his hands down, dips and rip, gets to the quarterback. I go, no one no one in this league can do that. He's the only guy who can pull that off. And then look at Jalen Ramsey. He doesn't have a lot of picks, 
but he's around the football. He's a ball hawk. I look at this team, and I'm concerned, especially after the week that the Hawks had against the Bills. I see these guys on defense. I see this offense. If Jared Goff is able to sit back there, pat the ball three or four times, mm-hmm. and let it go, he's going to eat you up. Something tells me the Hawks are not going to allow him to do that. <sighs> Tough matchup for us. And we'll talk offensively. They run zone routes that are tough for what we do defensively. And it's been that way for a few years. Miami said, hey, we're coming after you. We're going to do a bunch of zone blitzes, but we're going to challenge everything you do. If we're in a zone, we're challenging you. We're pressing. We're over. We're hard over the top. We're, we're, they, Miami, the, the way they spot, I won't even say they spot up. When they drop, they drop quick. They settle eight to 10 yards. And so if there is a crossing route, they're immediately coming downhill defensively and making that tackle. You, you cannot be backpedaling when the quarterback's throwing the football. Yeah. By the time you change direction, that's three steps. They'll split you. And that, that's where yards after catch. And this is where I get worried. A year ago, the Rams were number one in yards after catch. This year, I think they're third or fourth. I can't remember exactly. I want to say they're fourth after last week. We're middle of the pack. I was actually surprised defensively we were middle of the pack because last week we gave up so many yards after they mm-hmm. caught the ball. And a lot of it is them running across them, just catching the ball 5, 10 yards and then splitting it and going 20, 25 yards. We had a couple early on just some wide routes, swing routes with running backs. You know, it should be nothing and they're getting 20 yards. That worries me if we don't get pressure on them because that's been our weakness along the way. I got a feeling we're going to shore that up a little bit. Okay. And and if Goff plays the way he did against Miami, he was god-awful. Yep. I mean, again, I brought up he doesn't know where the sun sets and rises. <laughs> that was on Hard Knocks when they said, do you know where the sun sets? And he goes, he, he literally didn't know. The guy went to Cal, which that just – discredits their college <laughs> and he didn't know where it, it, it rose and set which i thought was really interesting should have went to az state a state late look at least we know that it sets in the west buddy okay um defensively they got the best player in the game aaron yep. donald and we had damian lewis on earlier today he's excited about this match damian got me fired up. he did he got me fired up too yeah they're good they got good corners they've got i mean they got a pretty good secondary i mean you got rap i know you don't love him because he went to uh university yeah, I of Washington. respect respect where respect is due jalen ramsey is you know he's he's legit i think they got a couple linebackers that, that come after you they got a new defensive coordinator so a different scheme the seahawks haven't seen it's going to be a really tough matchup. Would I be surprised we play the best game we've played all year? No. I, but I wouldn't be surprised we lose this game and run the table. I'm saying 12-4, and 13-3. I think the injuries is going to be tough for us to battle this week. But you know what? What are we, 38-8, and 36-8? Russell Wilson, we're going to find out here in a second. From We are 38-9. in Thirty-two and eight. eight. Sorry, thirty-two and eight. Thirty-two and eight. eight. After a loss with Russell Wilson, I feel good the way we bounce back. We've lost two out of our last three, though. I'm not sure how good the Rams. Here, here are the Rams wins. The Rams have beat Dallas, not good. Philadelphia, not good. The Giants, horrible. The Redskins, horrible. They beat Chicago in just an ugly game. We know Chicago has no offense. Twenty-four to ten. I don't know who they are, yeah, but I don't know who we are either. Because guess what? Our best win right now is against Miami. It's turned out to be a pretty good team. They're now five and three. They've won four in a row. So I don't know what we are. Um, I think this is a game that'll be interesting. If we win or lose, does not affect the season. We need to get healthy. 
We're going to finish 12 and 4, 13 and 3 before it's all I think now. offensively, this team needs to take a note from the Los Angeles Rams and do jet sweeps. Give this defense, these linebackers, something to think about. Give Tyler Lockett the rock. Last year, I want to say Tyler Lockett got at least three to five jet sweeps in his hands and make these linebackers have to identify what they're looking at. And earlier in the last game, they did the jet sweeps, and it worked out. DJ Dallas found some gaps. He did what he had to do. Again, I'm going to say it again like I said last week. This run game doesn't need to be super powerful. They just need to pick up key first downs. That's all these third and short. They need to pick it up. You got to be able to give it to DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, whoever's available, and allow them to pick up first downs. And then, please, when there's a boot, there's a rollout, just go play side. Just go play side and make them think about it. it Because that's going to open up the backside. Everyone's ready for the backside DK post, post corner dig. They're ready for that now. Now make them think about the play side stuff and get them working that way. This football team is still a good football team. They're battling injuries. Russell Wilson is forcing the issue at this point. You had a corner who was hurt since the first snap. Make some adjustments. Put some guys in there. I'm interested to see what personnel shows up when it's time to go on Sunday. Tough matchup, but um, it's a copy of Gat League. We yep. know that, right? I yep. mean, people have success on you. They're going to do the same thing. We've seen it a little bit from Arizona. I say a little. A little bit from Buffalo. People say, oh, people are coming free all the time. No, they're not. They're not. Matter of fact, there's some things we showed earlier that great pickup. But is that the way to stop this zone blitz, seven guys on the line of scrimmage? It's the quick screen. Yep. It's the let's just stay on play side, get the ball out quick, fly sweeps, things like that. I want to see the first series from the Rams. Because their last game against the Dolphins two weeks ago, they came out and established a run. I believe three out of their first like five plays were run plays. Are they going to look at the film and say, all right, guys, spread them out. Let's toss this thing around because these guys don't know how to defend it. Here's the nice thing. And in 12, I know you've been dogging. we got a great coach and staff. Yep. We do. And it's it's been tough defensively. And again, sometimes I've been there where you just, you're scrambling, trying to put Band-Aids on, on wounds. Um, they're going to figure this out. We got talent. You got to trust the process, and I, I I believe in that. So don't don't be surprised. Big bounce back this week. Big bounce back. All right, Paul. Man, always awesome getting with you on a Thursday. Highlight of my week. Special thanks to Damian Lewis for joining us. John Clayton, our board operator, Tariq, our producer, NASA Choby. The Seahawks pregame show was live this Sunday starting at 10 a.m. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Bumpus, with Paul Moyer. We'll be back in a couple weeks right here on Hawks Live.